welcome to Movies for Lunch, where three co-workers sit in a car at lunch and we talk about movies. This week's episode is about the Oscars. That's right. We're talking our Oscar picks. But not yet. No. We got some news first. We do. There's a trailer I wanted to show. I've got a trailer I want to show. Oh. oh. Are they the same trailer? They're not. What's your trailer? Bloodshot. Oh. Do you want to show yours first? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Starring Vin Diesel. I knew it started Vin Diesel. Oh, don't listen to this part, listeners. Hmm. Well, interesting. He has a very deep voice. He sure does. Like, well, first I was like, hasn't this movie been made? Like, Wolverine. You're right. Captain America. This movie has been made many, many times. (laughs) Smushed it with, uh,. What's that one with Tom Cruise and... Edge of Tomorrow? No. Minority Report? No. The Mummy. No. The Mission one, Impossible. Day... It's Edge of Tomorrow. Is it? Are you sure? With um, Emily Blunt? Yeah. Okay. Edge <clears throat> of Tomorrow. Can I tell you that I think they took the most interesting part of that movie, which would have been more interesting to reveal in the movie? The fact that they change who the face of the person who... Yeah, I feel like if you were watching that movie, that might have been a really satisfying thing, like a (laughs) twist. And I can't imagine anything left in this movie that would be interesting to watch. (laughs) It's Sony. Yeah. They they have this problem where they continually show the skeleton of the movie. Yeah. The Spider-Man trailers that they release do this too. I kind of love it. I feel like I just got to see that movie (sighs) and I didn't have to pay for it. I didn't have to give away uh, an hour of my life. Or more. You paid I, for it in uh, artistic satisfaction. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not it's as a good as the movie, but... Because that sounds like kind of an interesting premise. Well, I wonder at what point that twist happens. You remember, uh, this is, reminds me of uh, Upgrade. Remember that like kind of indie movie that came out like last year? Yeah. I don't know, this movie's done, been done a million times. Uh, Up, like, Upgrade su- is Venom, but better. But like this super soldier fights against its maker kind of thing but it's based off a comic book yeah so that gives me hope that it didn't reveal all of the twists because I don't know usually usually movies based off comic books or books or something like that are written well you know they they're based on good source material so that's possible I guess I don't know mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen too many comic books based on good source material Biff it it'd be like they saved the Winter Soldier reveal of who the Winter Soldier is for the movie. It was a none of the marketing materials. Yeah. And of course, if you know anything about the Winter Soldier, the comic book, like or that storyline, you automatically know who it is, but I don't know. I'm annoyed at that trailer. That was a dumb reveal. They should, there was they didn't gain any like value by revealing that. I don't think yeah, anyone who wasn't on board to. saw that saw that reveal and was like, "Oh, I'll see it now." Yeah. I think you said you get people like Steph and me who go, oh, well, no, I've seen it now. <laughs> Speaking of shocking reveals in trailers, should we watch the next one? Yes. This one is called Morbius, by the way, starring Jared Leto. Wait, is still Jason's I did, but I just wanted to make sure that it was said. Because oh. here's the thing. Of course Chris would want to reveal who the main star of this <laughs> movie is because according to Chris... Jared Leto is the renaissance man of our time. Uh, The greatest artist in 
every conceivable delivery of art that we can think of of his or any generation uh, that we in our lifetimes will ever comprehend. It's the strongest take I have, but Chris's I stand, words. By, stand by it. And so, this trailer just solidifies my argument even more. Wow, I don't even know who Jared Leto is. Oh, I am very excited. You're missing out. He's Renaissance. Think of man. every amazing performance you've ever seen on screen or on stage, and that is Jared Leto. He'll be featured heavily in our Oscar predictions a little later in the show. He'll be my writing <laughs> yeah. for every acting for every category. category. <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. We're watching the trailer. Also. Like, how do we feel about the thing where it's like, the Morbius trailer's coming in three, two, one, and then it starts? I hate it. It's clearly done for five-second YouTube ads for when the trailer, like, plays there to try to get people to stay watching that ad. Oh. It is so annoying. Also, when they have trailer reveals earlier in the week where they show ten seconds and, like, the trailer's coming Monday. (laughs) I hate it. It's stupid. It is dumb. Okay. All right, carry on. My reaction first? Please. Um, for being such a renaissance man, I've never seen that guy. <laughs> what else has he done? <laughs> oh, man, I worked, where do I even start? Wow. Everything. Yeah, he's, he's perfected every art form. You didn't recognize him from Fight Club, Steph? No. Oh, yeah. Who's he in Fight Club? He's just one of the fighters? Yeah. He's um, got bleached hair. He's a little more than just one of the fighters, oh, but... Oh, he's a bleach hair guy. He's yeah. the bleached hair oh, guy. He's a bleached fighter clubber. Morbius is also a comic book character. I'll okay. give you a little background, Steph, and we'll talk about the weird things in this trailer. He's a Spider-Man villain. He's ah, a vampire. okay. He is... Sony owns uh-huh. Spider-Man and all the Spider-Man adjacent characters, and they have for a while been trying to create their own little Spider-Man universe of characters with solo movies, including Venom, which okay. came out a little over a year ago, and now Morbius. What and is Venom about? Venom is another Spider-Man villain. Okay. Is that a girl? It's a guy. It's Tom Hardy, isn't it? Okay. I Proceed. Why would you think that's a girl? I don't know. Venom is oh, like a it's like a goo, an alien goo that bonds with people and it creates like a bad Spider-Man yeah. in the Spider-Man like source material. Yeah. Okay. Did you see Michael Keaton at the end of that movie? Michael Keaton is the villain in Spider-Man Homecoming, which is a movie set within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, that that was definitely lost on me. Nothing was revealed. Sony is trying to get into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Did you see that he had a there was a poster of Spider-Man? behind him when he was walking one time and it had murder murderer spray painted across it but the weird thing about that is that version of spider-man in that poster is the toby Maguire sam raimi costume it's actually a shot from the ps4 wow that was a lot of research you just read into that one (laughs) single frame literally trailer you you could look into any article about this and it would Mm -hmm. it would it would detail all this i did not do that research on my own oh like this is set within the spider-man universe Somebody made a joke that it could actually be set in the Batman universe because of Michael Keaton. Like, yeah. the Michael Keaton's Batman. <laughs> and he's like... <laughs> I would love that. If this, was, have... if this was a sleeper sequel, a legacy sequel to Batman Returns. Yeah. So I saw that, well, I saw the poster and I'm like, okay, well, that makes sense because Michael Morbius is, Spider, is Spider-Man character, so maybe they're just admitting that Spider-Man is in this universe, right? But no, this is somehow within the continuity 
of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So my question is, is this Kevin Feige approved? Because it doesn't have to be. Sony owns these characters solely. So I, they can do whatever they want with Michael Keaton's Adrian Toomes. I would bet that this is as approved by Kevin Feige as Venom was. Do you think this is a part... And how approved was that? Well, not. <laughs> but Venom, Venom is could be argued to be entirely separate. There's no reference to, to any Spider -Man. Sp other Spider-Man characters. That's true. Like, do you think this was a part of the deal that they made I think it last might summer? Be. I think it might be. I will say, I had no interest in watching this movie. And now, I feel like I have to see it. Just to see in what weird ways <laughs> they they're got going... got you. Well, in what weird ways are they going to try to make, make this seem like we're a part of the same storyline? They got you. Maybe that was their that whole was marketing for you. ploy. They were like, ah, it's not going to work it, to like get people to try to get into this, but maybe we can get people to wonder how we're going to try to get them to get into this. 100%. No one's going to care about a Michael Morbius solo movie, but no. they're but they're going to if they if people are like, oh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man might show up in this. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, like, he's a vampire. Like, who cares about vampire movies? It's like, who's going to see, a, like... A vampire movie that's not connected to any previous vampire Plus movie. Plus, like a B or C list Spider-Man villain vampire. Man, I saw a tweet that was like, "Movies, movies like Venom and Morbius look like they should have come out in 2004." Yeah, like around Blade, like the time when yeah. Blade movies were coming out, or when it was still novel to have an or an origin story as your as your standalone superhero movie. Yeah, I think this movie. I wonder if this movie will get like confused with Bloodshot, the movie we just watched. Because no, like, I'm gonna confuse them because I saw them at the same time. Exactly. Well, and oh, like no. blood, vampires. Oh no! They're both really strong super guys. So Michael Morbius was a, a major villain in one of the seasons of the Spider-Man animated series, but they censored a lot of random things in that show, including he could not suck blood, and being a vampire, that's a that's a hurdle. <laughs> so he had weird little suction things on his hands, and he would suck people's plasma by grabbing them and sucking out their plasma through his hands. Wow. Hmm. And he never killed anyone, he just weakened them. Oh. By taking their life force through their plasma. Plasma. That's how he'd say it. Well, we'll see you sometime soon, Michael Morbius. Steph, what are the odds you see Bloodshot or Morbius uh, in theaters within the first month uh, of their release? Zero. For both? <laughs> I don't need to see Bloodshot. I've seen the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> and... I just don't see myself going to Morbius. Oh. Chris, are you intending to see either of these in theaters? No. I think I only would if they had over 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. How much do you think uh, Michael Keaton was paid for what is probably a five-minute cameo? Ten million? No. He can't demand that much. I bet you it's less than a minute. Actually, okay, that's probably true. I do think Robert Downey Jr. got... I think it was reportedly ten million for his couple scenes in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh, really? Cool. That nuts. Wow. All right. Well, let's keep this train rolling. The Oscar right. nominations came out Monday morning, bright and early Monday morning. God, what time did they release those? I think like five a.m. Eastern time. I know. I woke up to alerts on my phone of them having happened. That's probably why they did it, right? Because they wanted the first thing in the morning alerts. Well, and it used to be, like, same with the Golden Globe nominations, it used to be, like, a staple of morning talk shows, and now those don't really have the power they used to, or the cultural weight, if you will. All right, 
Chris has helpfully printed out a list of the different nominations. We're going to be talking about nine categories. The big ones. The big ones. And we're going to make our predictions for each of these nine categories. And we've written it down so they can't be changed later. Exactly. And there's a lot at stake with there's these a lot at with, stake. with these predictions. Whoever has the best predictions will be Movies for Lunch's most trusted co-worker. Oh, my oh gosh. I Take, thought we got a crown. No. I mean, we could. I mean, it's, it's, it's symbolic. Yeah. It's a symbolic. And uh, because I currently hold the crown okay. for uh, correctly predicting sure. the most disappointing fall movie. I guess so. 2019. So... There's a lot of stake here. I'm actually interested to see if... I wouldn't say you correctly predicted the most disappointing. Your pick of our three was the most disappointing. Tomato, potato, okay. you know? Anyways, so I'm actually interested to see how much we will differ from each other. Me too. So I will... Uh, so we'll... We are being very guarded right now because we have pieces of paper and we're scared to have other people see what <laughs> <Yeah>. our <laughs> answers are. Um, I just laid mine out on the table and it was you that turned it upside down. It's really scared me. I didn't want it to sway my opinion. So I'm gonna read through the nominees for for a category, okay, and then we'll go around and make say our pick. I love it. And Steph, I th I did look at your sheet before. Oh shoot! I actually did see some of your answers. Looked like you maybe starred some, maybe some that you wanted to win. Starred is if I was voting, that was what I would vote for. Yeah, let's uh, be clear. But I don't think it's going to win. These are who we think the Academy will vote for, not who we personally want. Yes. Okay. Okay. Best picture. Oh, do you want to go? All right, let's we'll start at the yeah. worst. Well, oh. worst. the least important. Yeah, let's end with the big one, the big dog. Okay, best original screenplay. Knives Out by Ryan Johnson. Marriage Story, Noah Baumbach. 1917, Sam Mendes and Christy Wilson Kearns. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino. Parasite, Bong Joon-ho. Do you want to go first? Yes. Okay, who'd you pick? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as the winner. Marriage Story. I also picked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Hmm. Well, we'll see. In fact, the Academy loves Quentin Tarantino in this well, category. Well, they always, every time, he's won this, like, how many times? But they also have, like... I could work against him. It could. It could. Okay. Best Adapted Screenplay. Right. The Irishman, Stephen Zalian, Jojo Rabbit, Taika Waititi... Joker, Todd Phillips, Scott Silver, Little Women, Greta Gerwig, The Two Popes, Anthony McCartan. Steph, how about you start this category off? Uh, Little Women. I also put Little Women. And so did I. Whoa! Oh. So it's won a few awards already for this category, and I feel like there is a lot of... Uh, I mean, there usually is, but there's a lot of pushback for, like the Oscars not nominating very minorities or women or anything. I think this is her consolation prize for not being uh, getting the, a direct best director nom. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is the, yeah, like you said, the consolation prize. Should we go around and each I, do different, um, read a different category? So you do the new category next, oh, okay. and then you start yeah, off Yeah, first. I can do that. Okay. Um, Did I, you have anything to say about Little Women? I starred that one also. She, I, I, I would love, it. I would love for that to win. I also starred Jojo Rabbit. Because I learned today that you can tie. So in my book, they tie. Oh, okay. In, in the Oscars <laughs> that plays in Steph's head, they will tie. Ties all around. <laughs> Everyone's a winner. Good job, creators. Good job. Okay, Steph, the next category. Uh, the next category is animated feature. How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, 
Christine D. Blue. Yes. Oh, we're going to get tweets <laughs> again. I lost my body. Jeremy Clappen. Klaus? Probably Klaus. Klaus. Yeah, I would imagine. Klaus. Sergio Pablos. Did it that time. <laughs> uh, missing Link. Chris Butler. Toy Story 4. Josh Cooley. <laughs> did not anticipate this to be an issue. <laughs> really? Did I? <laughs> no, you did a great job. Okay, what did you what pick? What did I mess up? No, no you did Chris Butler, Josh Cooley. Yeah, you yep. yeah, you nailed it. Okay. Uh, I said Toy Story 4. I also said Toy Story 4. So did I. So, Frozen not even nominated. Yeah. Oof. Burn on Frozen. But also... Is that a, it's a pun. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pun uh, for the listeners. Um, <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Missing Link won the Golden Globe, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, but I think that's an anomaly. I don't think that's going to... Agreed. I haven't seen Missing Link. I'm sure it's fine. I haven't even heard but of Missing Link. But Toy 4 is great. It's got to take it home, right? Yeah, I think so. The How Junior Globes. Dragon's going to have good music, though? I haven't seen those, and I want to. I've heard they're really good. They're good. Oh, the music is fantastic. Whoa. Strong endorsement from Steph. Uh, yeah. The nominees for Best Director are... He's waited his whole life to <laughs> do this. <laughs> Closing my eyes. I'm on stage with Tina Fey. We have a little bit of banter. Of course. Uh, the audience laughs. Yeah. She's the straight man to my hearty. <laughs> Martin Scorsese, The Irishman. Todd Phillips, Joker. Sam Mendes, 1917. Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, of all places, mm. and Bong Joon-ho, Parasite. This was tough for me, but I picked Sam Mendes for 1917. So did I. Steph? Um, I also picked Sam Mendes. Oh, wow, okay. Mendes. He's won the other, at the other shows that have happened, and... Um, and I feel like that movie is a bit more gimmicky on the director's side. Yeah, it, yeah. Did you, you saw it. I did. I loved it. Oh. I loved it. Did you see it? I haven't seen it yet, no. So, like, I feel like he'll be rewarded for that. And I, I've just heard that Scorsese doesn't get a lot of Oscars love. He doesn't. He he won for the first time ever. For The Departed. For The Departed, which was, what, 2005? Seven. 2007. And he'd been making, like, some of the best movies ever for 40 years up to oh, that so, point. Yeah. So, it's, it is kind of, like... Uh, yeah, he's definitely something about him. Rubs them the wrong way. They, they just, just never don't give it, it to him. him. Yeah. Um, well, that. Well, then there was also battle. I was battling with maybe they'll make up, try to make up for that. But I feel like they'll think he's already. Yeah, I. Yeah. And he's yeah. He has one. So, so Sam Mendes doesn't he for American Beauty? Yeah. And I wondered about Tarantino, but I don't think he also gets much love in this category. He he doesn't. He's never won in this category. Which I was uh, reading one guy saying, like, it would be a shame if he never won in this category. Like, he never got this nod, but um, I don't I don't think he will this time. I think it'll be Mendy's. Okay. Turning the page. <laughs> and the nominees for Best Supporting Actress are... Kathy Bates. Richard Jewell. Laura Dern. Marriage Story. Scarlett Johansson. Jojo Rabbit. Florence Pugh, Little Women. Margot Robbie, Bombshell. I have Laura Dern winning. Uh, Margot Robbie. I also have Laura Dern. 
So again, she's won already a few times. Yeah. Without much, like, guffawing. Right. I, sh- I should say I still didn't think any of these were necessarily a lock. Like, if it wasn't Laura Dern, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I. I start... wondered about Margot Robbie. I was kind of debating between the two of them. Really. I start uh, Jojo people, Rabbit, Scarlett people... Johansson, because. She's, she's, yeah, she's nominated in two categories. That's pretty rare. For two different movies, right? Yeah. Yeah, she is. Um, I didn't realize that. I don't. I don't think people really love Bombshell that much, but I think they love Margot Robbie, which could is a could be in her favor. But I do think it's Laura Dern. I think Kathy Bates was kind of a surprise, and I think a lot of people are pretty mad about J Lo getting I kicked know. out for Hustlers. Yeah, I saw that. I think Kathy Bates took her spot, honestly. Or Florence Pugh. Pugh. Are we saying that right? Pugh. I don't want to say Pug. No, it's definitely not Pug. But she is. It, she's huh? great. What if she gets it? That could be. I'm. I'm unsure on this one, but I'm going with Which my. Which one is Florence? Pugh? She's Amy in Little Women. Oh. People really like her, especially lately. Like she's been getting a lot of momentum. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's Laura Dern. That's who I'm picking with. But I. I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't. Yeah. We'll okay. see. All right, Steph. Uh, and the nominees for Supporting Actor are Tom Hanks, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Anthony Hopkins, uh, The Two Popes, Al Capino, The Irishman. <laughs> what? Trey, try that one again. No, you got it. That's right. Keep going. Al Pacino? There it is. Al Pacino? Um, Joe... Pepsi? <laughs> Joe Pepsi. <laughs> Joe Pepsi. The Irishman. Tom Pitt. I mean. <laughs> Cut that out. Brad Pitt. Once upon a time in Hollywood. <laughs> Who'd you pick? I picked uh, Anthony Hopkins. Oh, wow. Who, I, that was who you wanted to win too? Yeah, for some reason. I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know why I picked one. It was just the most recognizable name for you. <laughs> I picked Tom Hanks. Really? Yeah. Mm. I we're, picked... Go ahead. We're all different, I'm, I'm guessing. I picked Brad Pitt. So he's won all the other awards up to this point. Yeah. Who? Brad Pitt. Who is the main character in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood? It's the reporter. Yeah. Oh. Who's like interviewing him? I was like the cat. The is this puppet? I don't know who it would be. Although Joe Pesci was great, he was. I kind of debated this one too. I I also wanted. I know Brad Pitt's, and he's been working the rounds, man. He's been working for I'm it. I'm sure. But I just feel like people love Tom Hanks. And I, I don't I don't know. I feel like the Golden Globes might just be like. They love movie stars. They do. Which Tom Hanks is also a movie star. He was given a prestigious award at that ceremony. But yes. I could very well, I would not be surprised if I'm completely wrong. But I'm going to go with That might be the thing that people gets love me most, most trusted. All right. Uh, and the nominees for uh, Best Actress in a Leading Performance. In a Motion Picture. In a Motion Picture. Are Cynthia Erivo, Harriet, Scarlett Johansson, Marriage Story. Marriage story. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Sarsha Ronan, Little Women, Charlize Theron, Bombshell, Renee Selweger, Judy. And I picked, against my better judgment, Renee Selweger. 
What? So did I. I just watched that trailer and I could not make it through it. Her lips and the this and her. That's she what, looked uh, nothing like Judy Garland. Oh, well. I, I thought she. People I thought think that old. she did. I've seen that oh. movie and it's fine. And I thought after the Golden Globes, her, she gives the weirdest speech, as I've said on this podcast. I thought for sure that would kind of be a bit of an obstacle, but I just think she's going to. Really? Who did? You, oh, sorry. Who did you pick, Steph? Little woman. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have. Sorry, well, loud. Did you it? say it louder <laughs> in the microphone? Little woman. Who is it? All of them? All of the women. <laughs> <laughs> little women. Sorry, Ronan. I think it's Sersha. <laughs> yes, it is Sersha. There's a whole. She did a whole uh, SNL monologue about I her. I think name. I have seen it. Like. Sersha. Okay. I was. Look, I even had that circled for a second. I was debating her. If she won, I wouldn't be surprised too, but I do Saoirse think... Saoirse Ronan? Yeah. I do think they're going to give it to Renee. I think... Like, I won't be like, are you kidding me? Saoirse Ronan? I think... I mean, that'd be great. I think that... They do this in the Academy a lot where they're like, you've got another shot at this. You're young. Yeah, absolutely they do. And mm. Renee Zellweger also has, like, kind of a good redemption story where she was out of the public eye mm-hmm. and out of acting for a long time. And then she's kind of back. And it's an icon of old age Hollywood that she's playing. Yeah. People love Judy Garland. Okay. The nominees for Best Actor in a Leading Role in a Motion Picture. Antonio Banderas, Pain and Glory. Leonardo DiCaprio, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Adam Driver, Marriage Story. Joaquin Phoenix, Joker. Jonathan Price, The Two Popes. I picked Joaquin Phoenix for The Joker. I picked Adam Driver. I picked Walking Phoenix. I would love it if Adam Driver won. Yeah. But, ugh, I just... Ugh. That's another case where it's like, oh, you're young. Seemingly, actors and filmmakers love what Walking Phoenix did in that movie. Yeah. And they keep uh, uh, rewarding him for it. And It's I just definitely, feel like... of all of the five, he's the, it was the most, like, transformative role. Like, he... It was the biggest performance, I would say. Like, all these other guys are normal people. Which, you know, isn't easy. There's a lot more subtlety to it, but this is the most, like, eye-catching. And I think Joker is probably is easily the most popular movie of these five. Yeah. And I do think they care about that, unfortunately. And it's a good performance. Yeah. I would say it's the best aspect of that movie. Mm-hmm. And the well, nominees for Best Picture are Ford vs. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917... Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Parasite. I picked Marriage Story. Oh. I picked 1917. So did I. If you'll notice on my paper, I was debating so hard between Joker 1917 and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. I think this is another category that could, there could be a Dark Horse winner. Um, I'm scared it's going to be Joker. That would be sad. It's leading the pack of nominations. It has 11 nominations. Yeah. But I don't. I mean, but I feel like that usually means that you can usually like translate to a movement of like support or pushback. <sighs> Maybe, but look, uh, I didn't, I didn't pick it, so I, I'm hoping it won't. But I mean, I didn't see Green Book happening, and that's I feel like Joker is this year's Green Book. If you had to pick a Green, like a Green Book parallel out of any of these, it's weird that the Two Popes wasn't isn't nominated. I don't think that's that weird. I'm just saying, because that is like a green book. Like, in every sense of what that movie was. Well, I want to... Listen, I would love if Marriage Story won, Steph. 
I loved that movie, and it would be fantastic. Uh, I picked Jojo Rabbit for the Stephanie Oscars. Yeah, what would we want to pick? What would you want to win Best Picture? Jojo Rabbit. Um, I would say The Irishman. I honestly might still go with 1917 or Marriage Story. Yeah, I haven't seen those, to be fair. I would be happy if Irishman won Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or Parasite. I'll say I would only be unhappy if Joker won. Any of the others, I would think... I would either think is like, oh, sure, that's fine, or like, that's fantastic. You really think Jojo Rabbit would win? No, I'm saying if it did, the only one I would be like, are you kidding me, is if Joker won. If Jojo Rabbit won, I'd be like, wow, okay, yeah. That would be very I surprising. like Jojo Rabbit. But I will say, the last, two of the last three years, the Best Picture winner has been my least favorite of the... Oh, really? Well, I guess that's not true. I... I liked Green Book more than, like, Bohemian Rhapsody or Vice. Yeah. But Shape of Water? Are you kidding me? Anyway. I like Shape of Water, but... Okay. We... That's it. That's it. We're on record. Do you want to collect the papers and... Yes. Store them in... You ring your name on them? How am I going to know? You'll know it's me. I don't have a pen. Put your name on it, please. I'm the one that circled and starred. You'll know Steph's is different because apparently their names were written different on hers. (laughs) (laughs) Capino, (laughs) Joe Pepsi. (laughs) All right. Well, we will reconvene uh, the episode following the Oscars. We will talk. So far away. It is. Well, it's it's only a couple weeks. It's like beginning of February this year. What? I know. It's like oh, I thought first week. No, it's normally like around the twenty, like the twentieth of February. Yeah. No, they're doing it early this year. Oh, there's the seatbelt. Can I also say I am upset that. Uncut Gems got nothing. Yeah, that, I mean... That should have gotten at least maybe like a writing, like something for writing from the, for the Safdie brothers. And I personally would have dropped Antonio Banderas and put Adam Sandler in the Or Jonathan actor. Price. Yeah, he's fine in The Two Popes, but I'm not like... Adam Sandler, that performance was fantastic. And that movie is fantastic. I also honestly would have dropped Todd Phillips for director and put the Safdie brothers there instead because I feel like Uncut Gems does something a lot more interesting than the Joker does. What we have on docket for our next episode is we wanted to look ahead to 2020 and list our most anticipated movies of 2020 and possibly one that we think will bitterly disappoint us. Yeah. Uh, if you also have any uh, suggestions or ideas or topics you want us to cover, tweet at us at Movies for Lunch. That's F-O-R, not the number four. Movies for Lunch, or you can reach the podcast at... Uh, moviesforlunch at gmail.com. I think that's right. Is that real? I may, I may have made that. All right. Till next time. Shout out to our biggest fan, uh, Ashley B, for having a tweet conversation and for um, pledging to raise some money for Quibi. Yes, thank on behalf you. Of Chris. All donations are greatly appreciated. First 40 people to donate money will uh, receive a title of executive producer. And a tote. (laughs) A tote bag. A nice tote bag. All right. See you guys. Say bye, Steph. Bye.